Hello and welcome to Be Yoga Live with Jenny B. I'm your host, Jenny B, coming to you from Montreal, Canada. And today our guest is also called Jennifer, and she is also coming to you from Montreal, Canada. Uh, so happy today that Je that Jennifer Megan Dance is here with us from Yoga Luna. She uh, Luna Yoga. She is uh, she's the owner and um, director at Luna, which some of you who are here or maybe elsewhere in the country or uh, or planet might know this studio, which is one of the most beautiful studios that I've come across living here in the city. And uh, she's literally coming to us from Luna today. And, and she's found herself, I think if I recognize the background, um, it looks like she's in the change room of her studio. What's I, going on there, Jennifer? <laughs> I am in the changing room, Jenny. I. Um had planned to do it in the studio, and then we got a, a private class booked in the studio. So one of our other teachers is teaching in the studio. And then I said, well, I'll just do it in the hallway because we have this nice little couch there and it's cozy. And um, they decided to to rip up all the carpets in our hallway this week. And so you might hear a little banging in the background, a lot of swearing. There's definitely swearing out there. And uh, But we'll have beautiful carpets by the end of it. So I'm hiding out in the women's changing room. Wonderful. It's so nice to see you. Thank you so much for being here. The swearing is funny. I don't know if anybody caught the show that I did last week, which is uh, today is a continuation of the theme of Ahimsa. Uh, and, and last week we were talking about uh, Ahimsa nonviolence and, uh, and, and what that means for, for specifically that, for swearing. <laughs> so maybe we'll see. We'll see what kind of potty melts the guys have out there. And yeah. Um, it's a good combination of French and English swears. It's mainly English so far, but the French swears are coming out too. Perfect Montreal combination. That's yeah. great. So today, Jennifer's here to talk to us about yoga and vegetarian diet. And um, we'll, we'll ask her for her personal experience. Before we start talking um, about diet, though, Jennifer, I was wondering if you could just give us a little bit of background on yourself, how you found yoga and how you specifically found Jiva Mukti Yoga and why that style of yoga um, is maybe different than some of the other um, other styles of yoga that other people might know perhaps a little bit more and why, um, why that makes you a really great candidate to talk about this subject. Sure, yeah, so I, um, I got into yoga in um, probably my early, it was my early 20s when I was in university and I was, you know, dealing with you know being on my own actually I just moved in with my boyfriend Jason and um, living university life and just needed something something of my own and um, I don't know something outside of school and um, they were offering yoga there so it was called Hatha yoga classes and so I signed up for I don't know a six-week course or something I think it was $30 for the entire six weeks and um, just really connected with it really loved it right away I did do gymnastics when I was a kid. So yoga just came very naturally to me and just felt like it was something I was missing that I had kind of experienced with, with, with gymnastics, similar movements. Um, and so got into it then and then sort of got a bit more serious about it. And um, I discovered Jiva Mukti yoga. Oh gosh, it was probably about 2005 or so. And I was going to, I don't know if you remember, but they used to do the yoga conference in Toronto. Actually, I think they still do it every year. And um, I went with a girlfriend of mine and she said, well, you choose one workshop and I'll choose the other. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to choose Dharma Mitra because I wanted something very traditional and more old school. And I, 
I wanted an Indian teacher, which I later found out that Dharma Mitra wasn't Indian, he's Brazilian, so that was quite quite hilarious. And she wanted to do this Jiva Mukti class with David Life, which I was like, sure, I'll do it, you know, to try to be open-minded. But I think in my mind, I was thinking this is a bit of a joke. All the Hollywood stars do it. I think Sting was doing it, Madonna, I, some, some stars. So I, I didn't take it that seriously. And, um, did the Dharma Mitra workshop, you know, love Dharma Mitra, but, you know, when I went into David Life's workshop, um, first of all, the music was so loud that the security guard was there telling David to turn down the music. I think he was playing Sting or the police and he was handing out animal rights flyers on everybody's yoga mats. And he, you know, he had tattoos and his hair was dyed and just looked different than your traditional yogi. And um, by the end of the class, I just, I fell in love with the style, uh, with his style of teaching. It's just this great combination of um, philosophy and you have some of the chanting, but at the same time, you've got like a really strong physical practice. And that's what I found with a lot of styles. It was like, either you had power yoga where you got this great workout, but zero spirituality. It felt just, just more aerobic, or you had you know, something where people were lighting candles and there was a lot of tarot cards and it was like barely any physical. And so I think that was the main draw for me for Jiva Mukti was it just sort of combined everything. And Sharon and David, the founders are, are from New York. So they're, you know, living the life that similar to what I'm living, living in the city. And um, so they've kind of incorporated all the, the yoga principles into a modern lifestyle. And that's, I think, what really drew me to it. Wow, and, the, and the music, the music as well. They love to play great music. Yeah, can you explain? Because I, I definitely have taken a number of classes at your studio, and uh, and and uh, that's a fun part of it that we don't always have in all the studios. Is that is that part of it? Is that something that is incorporated in the trainings to um, to show people how to put together playlists, or is this? Um, you know, I don't I. I don't think that they showed us how to make a good playlist or anything like that when I did the training with them. Um, but we certainly do in our training. We kind of like go through the main tips and give them some ideas. And nowadays it's just so easy. You have Spotify, you know, you, you can look up other people's playlists or just find a couple songs that you like and then it's going to suggest to you all this other great music. Um, and the reason they put music in is just really about um, kind of a form of nada yoga of of sound and using sound to inspire you and inspire your practice. And um, music's always been a big part of my life. My partner, Jason, is a musician and I just, music just makes me feel good and it can change my mood so quickly and it can really either calm me or energize me. So it's, I think it's a great combination with the asana practice, the, the music, and it doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, just waves or, or um, you know, sounds of birds that we often hear in, in yoga classes, but we play like the Beatles, we'll play Moby or, you know, whatever, whatever kind of is going with the theme of the month or just the, the mood of the class. Thank you so much. When you were talking about the animal rights flyers that were being passed out at David Life's um, uh, workshop that you took, that's, I, I mean, like I've said, that's one of the things I have in my mind when I think of Divamukti Yoga, and I, I honestly don't know too, too much, um, but, uh, but veganism pops to my mind as something that's really important. And uh, in the studying that I've done and what I understand, the yogic diet tends to be traditionally vegetarian, not vegan. Um, uh, yeah, so I guess I'll ask you first off, are, are you vegan? 
So I'm like, I would say a 99% vegan. And the reason I say I'm 99% vegan is because, I mean, I've definitely gone through stages in my life where I was, you know, at the beginning, I was just vegetarian. And then I was hardcore vegan, definitely during the Jivamukti training and the years following was, was a 100% vegan. Um, I feel like I've become just more relaxed in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so in that when you're out and you're you know, trying to eat vegan, uh, it's, it's can be really challenging. I mean, it's much easier now, but like 20 years ago, it was almost unheard of. Um, so if I'm out at a restaurant, and they don't have any vegan options, I'll just take the vegetarian option and ask them to do it without cheese. And if they can't do it without cheese, I'll just, you know, take the cheese out. But I also found that like, often, when I would go to dinner parties, I would have, you know, most of my friends, this is back like 10, 20 years ago, were not vegetarian. And so if they went out of their way to make me a vegetarian meal, the last thing I wanted to do was complain and be like, sorry, I don't eat cheese as well. You know, like I just felt like it's more important that I'm, you know, grateful that they they made the effort to make me something vegetarian it doesn't have to be vegan. So if I can eat vegan, I will 100 percent. I love vegan food. But in those times where it's not available, then I'm pretty relaxed about it. But that 1% doesn't mean that you're off having, you know, a meal at the keg either. <laughs> it's not, it's not 99% vegan and 1% beef. No. You're, you're yeah. doing your best and, and most of the time it works and uh, definitely traveling. I, I've been vegetarian off and on, but mostly on for since I was 12 years old. And um, I spent some months in South America. And it was very hard to be to even eat vegetarian in South America. I would say, you know, oh, I'm vegetarian, and they would bring me chicken. It's like, yes. they, you know, they were thinking of just not red meat. So it ended up being, you know, eggs and rice pretty much every day that I was there. Yep. Um, and and you're in these places where again you need to you need to find the gratitude for what's being put in front of you. And sometimes there really are, you know, there are no options. Yeah. Um, but it is where it's, it is where I discovered quinoa before I was down in South America and before you know we all know what quinoa is now. But I, I had never really seen or tasted quinoa back then and ended up um, on some little island. I can't even remember what country I was in, and that was what they had. That was how everybody survived. There were no there was no room or money to raise cows they were living very happily on a vegetarian diet yeah so. yeah and I mean that's what happens exactly to me too when I was in Mexico I remember learning a couple words in Spanish and one of them was no carne like no no meat please <laughs> you know and then it was always like polo like you want but what about chicken you know and they were just like no meat at all but what about fish and I was like no and it was just yeah it can, it can be a challenge they're sort of like what are we gonna feed you you know and um same thing. We ended up eating. Well, we ended up eating a lot of rice and beans, but then there was there was a lot of cheese on stuff. And to be honest, I'm pretty lactose intolerant. I think that sort of came with becoming vegetarian, or maybe I was lactose intolerant before I became vegetarian too, and maybe just didn't clue onto it. But um, so I it just eating eating dairy just doesn't sit well with me anyway. But I, I can handle it a little bit. I'm not so severe, but um, I just prefer not to. And what about your kids? You have two boys and your kids are relatively the same age as mine. Have you raised them vegan? I haven't. So that's uh, a definitely an interesting and very controversial topic in that, um, you know, when I was pregnant, I was vegan and I just had a lot of pressure from people like, oh, what are you doing to your baby and your fetus? And they need a certain amount of milk or I think my mom was like convinced that I needed to eat eggs so I think when I was at her house I'd be like okay mom I'll, I'll have an egg you know 
But um, same thing when they were babies. I was raising them vegan at first and trying to do as much research as I can. And of course, all the people who are vegan will tell you it's 100% healthy and absolutely no problem. You can do it. And then all the people who aren't vegan will tell you the exact opposite. Your baby mm -hmm. needs milk and all this stuff. So I just found like I was really confused and it's, you know, it's a hard time when you're raising a kid and you're making, it's one thing to make decisions about your own body, but about your child's body. Um, so I did my first son, Levi, I raised him vegan until he was, went to daycare. And then um, I had written on all the forms, he's, you know, he's vegetarian and everything. And I would even bring them, I think it was soy milk that I was bringing them at the time to the daycare. And then one day, um, I said, um, do, did you need more milk? And they said, no, no, he's drinking the dairy milk. It's fine. So it wasn't really my choice. They just kind of gave him dairy milk and didn't even think that it was anything. I mean, this was nine years ago. I think now there's maybe a bit more consciousness about it and a bit more consciousness on allergies. But this daycare happened to just give him dairy. And then at the same time, we we went to Cuba for a week and they just didn't have any non-dairy milk. So a at the time, you know, little kids are constantly drinking milk. Um, so he he drank dairy milk in Cuba too. And then when we came back, he just, you know, switched to it and didn't want to go back to soy or almond or whatever it was I was giving to him at the time. So my intention, I think, was to raise them vegan, but not strict. Um, and then those things just happened and changed. And, you know, it's, it's challenging to... Um, have your kids be vegetarian already because they're seen as different. And as you know, when you send your kids to school, they just randomly give them snacks and, and milk boxes and things like that. But I have to say that my kids have sort of made the choice themselves to be vegetarian because the daycare worker at one point did try to give my son um, Levi meat and he just refused on his own. And I think he was one and a half at that time. Mm -hmm. um, and the milk boxes, both of them say, no, thank you at school. And I haven't told them to do that. I sort of want them to make up their own minds, you know, about it. And in fact, I just found out last night, Levi's um, science teacher is telling us that they're going to be eating snails in, in science class next week. And so Levi's sort of like, oh, no, I don't want to eat snails. And I'm like, it's totally up to you. You know, you decide what you want to do. Um, but it's much easier now than it used to be. I have to say there's a lot, There's they're not the only vegetarians in the class at this point. There's a couple of them now, but vegan is, it is quite challenging. So often what happens is I'll make a vegan meal, like I'll make a Tex-Mex vegan casserole that they love, and then they'll grate some mozzarella on top of it. And, you know, that's okay. They're happy. I'm happy. Nice. Thank you. My I, I raised my kids uh, um, eating meat and... Uh, their dad eats meat. Um, I didn't raise them eating meat. We were, we were a house where there was always meat and vegetarian options. And okay. there were either always, you know, it always has been that way. And two years ago, um, we went up, the kids and I went up to the Van Marais Ashram, the Shivananda Ashram. And it's, of course, all vegetarian food there. And there was just such, it's just such a beautiful variety of food that that was the time where my daughter, who was, I guess, eight or seven or eight at that time, decided to stop eating it. And I was great because then I had an ally at home and I, you know, then I, then I was like, okay, I'm not cooking meat for anybody. If you guys, if you boys want to eat it, go for it. Um, and, uh, and she's, she's like a hardcore vegetarian. You know, if I, if I have, uh, if I'm going to have poutine, so vegetarian, not vegan, if I'm going to have, uh, 
I'm going to have poutine and the gravy is what it is, but, but my kid will, you know, look at the box of package of everything. And I asked her last night, I was like, why? She said a few funny things. I was like, why are you vegetarian? And she said, I, I don't like the way that it feels in my meat feels in my mouth or my stomach. I'm like, Oh, is that it? She's like, mom, it's just messed up. <laughs> so her adjustment, <laughs> she, she thinks it's just messed up. And I think a lot of, a lot of people might agree yeah. and when we and a lot of people obviously more people would disagree uh, and think that it's normal and, and natural but when we um when we talk bring this back to ahimsa and uh and that translation of nonviolence, not harming i i think i think it's quite hard to for anybody to convince me um that we can kill an animal for food in a non-violent way i i don't know that that exists um, so I'm assuming, and again, I, I haven't been through a Jivamukti training or what exactly the, the the dialogue is with that, but I'm assuming that the idea is we also can't take animal products, whether it's eggs or even honey, in a way that doesn't harm animals. Is that is that the thinking behind um, the yoga diet being more vegan than vegetarian? Yes. Yeah. So uh, ahimsa is one of the five tenets in Jivamukti, and it's a very important one in Jivamukti. Um, and it's about causing the least amount of harm that you can. And so um, eating animals definitely causes harm and eating animal products. And so one of the things that they do during the Jivamukti training is they show you um, a bunch of videos. Now, keep in mind, I did it more than 10 years ago. So maybe the videos have changed at this point, but a lot of videos about factory farming and the way the animals are raised and the lifestyle that they lead. And I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, Earthlings. Have you seen that one? It's, anyway, all these movies, have you seen any of those movies? It's just so heartbreaking to see the way animals are treated in factory farms. Like it's one, it's one thing to have like a farm where an animal like has a nice life and is outside and, and grows up and has its babies close to it. And, but the factory farming is just so brutal. You know, when you see these animals that are stuck in a cage their whole lives and never move and they're going crazy and, Ah, oh, it's it's after you watch those films, you're like, I'm never eating any meat mm -hmm. ever again. Um, and Sharon, especially the founder of Jivamukti, she is very much vegan and very much a vegan. Um, I want to say almost like a vegan pusher. And the the thing with with Sharon and David is, I love them both, and I absolutely love Jivamukti, but that that way of pushing veganism on people doesn't speak to me, and I know that it pushed a lot of people away. So the people who are vegan love it, you know, and they love the training, but there, there are a couple of people who were in my training who were not vegan and they felt very, um, just cut off and they felt like it was like an attack on them. Cause you know, Sharon will say, if you eat meat, you're a murderer, you're, you're murdering animals. Um, so that that's harsh, you know, it's I, I think it's great You need to have those really outspoken people to make a difference and she has made a huge difference in so many people's lives um, But when I teach Jivamukti or when I talk about veganism in general I'm always like, you know, you do your best and it is it can be a challenge, but it, it's also So much easier to eat vegan now than it used to be um, And I'm I don't feel like I who am I to push my ideas on other people, you know, as much as I think a vegan diet is the best diet for me, you know, my, my dad would think that, you know, eating meat and potatoes was the best diet for him, you know, 
and he was very much a person who would judge my diet and oh what do you is that vegetarian you know and all those things <laughs> that you, you get i got that from age like 16 and up i would get every night you know oh is yogurt vegan or all, i don't know all this stuff um and i i never wanted to be like that i never wanted to be mm -hmm. like you should eat vegan you know mm -hmm. so i could just it, it becomes rebellious. I think anybody who's even teetering on the edge of going in that way, if you're if you're hit with, um, I, I call, I, you know, I, I've seen enough angry vegans in my life that, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. go off on, you know, and, and that's just to me as violent as anything else. If you're attacking yeah. somebody who is probably doing their best to understand. And on that note, I'm wondering, um, uh, so Ahimsa, I hear often this argument for even, you know, yoga teachers, yoga teacher friends that I have, Ahimsa means we also need self-care and that sometimes becomes the argument for some people of why they do eat meat, believing that they need to take care of their bodies by um, nourishing themselves with meat. What do, what do you think? What do you think about that? Um, I'm going to sort of quote Sharon on this because I a lot of people always ask this question. Uh, ahimsa is one of the yamas, which is on how we treat others. And the mm -hmm. niyamas are on, mm -hmm. on, on yourself. Yes, yes, so yes. If it's, yes. you know, if you're thinking of that and you're thinking of ahimsa, it's really how you treat others and other beings. And self-care for sure is, is part of yoga. And it's part of the yoga practice. I almost, I mean, I almost think it's like a, a little, you're trying to find a little way out of it. Um, you, you interpret the yamas, the yamas, all the yoga practices, how, however, but that's how I see it. It's how you treat others. Thank you. And what about other, um, so other reasons that I can come up with, and it's not, I, I've never like even Googled, like why are yogis, but like I, I just, you know, obviously know about yoga. So I'm thinking too of the tamasic nature of meat. And, uh, and and does that come up for you as well of why why somebody who's trying to live a more yogic lifestyle walk that path the the energetic properties of meat mm. I mean the energetic properties of meat you mean like eating another being yeah and 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 yeah <laughs> we can go there for sure yeah, even just, I mean, even just the qualities of meat, which are heavy and very difficult to digest. Like for me, if we're working toward this sattvic lifestyle, you're, you're eating something that, you know, again, I use the word poutine and I don't particularly love poutine, but that's a very heavy, you know, there, there's, yeah. it's not a kale salad. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I, I, we have the poutine night at our house often too. <laughs> I can relate to the poutine, but yeah, eating meat is definitely heavy and it's harder on your, on your body and on your colon, especially too, right? They've really linked that there's a lot of um, health effects to eating meat. Um, but then there's also a lot of, you know, health effects to eating too much sugar and there's health effects to eating too much tofu. And I don't know, there's so much different information out there and each, each of us is so different that I think you have to kind of just think you know, how, how can I live the best and how can I cause the least amount of harm um, and, and look at your own values. And as a vegan or as a meat eater, try not to be so judgmental of one another. That was one of the reasons that I said yes to talking to you about this podcast today is because normally veganism is like my least favorite topic. So it was so funny that you're like, can you talk about vegetarian veganism? <laughs> I was like, oh God, because I know that every time it comes up, um, somebody takes it the wrong way or somebody, you know, people are just so up in arms about it. They just almost want to fight each other. So I think it's good to, to come out and talk about it and hopefully not hurt anybody's feelings, but 
you know, bring it out into the open that you do your best. Amazing. Thank you so much. Have you just, um, did you just finish up a, a yoga class? I wanted to, to maybe say when I was looking on the website uh, earlier, you guys are offering like a free week of yoga at Luna. Is that? Yeah, we are. Yeah. So yeah, I just finished teaching at, at one o'clock. Uh, I teach the Friday Jivamukti class every week. Um, but yeah, we're, so we're right now we're in lockdown, as you know, so all the studios kind of closed, but we are live streaming everything. And then we have all our, our classes like video on demand, and then we're still allowed to do in private, um, in studio private classes. So that's why there's private class going on right now where somebody's actually in the studio and we're still allowed to keep our boutique open. So we occasionally get people coming in and out, but, um, yeah, we're live streaming and then we yeah, we have that free week like you said on our website. We just we started that a couple months ago just to let people give get a taste of what it feels like to do yoga online. And it is quite the different thing. It's 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 not it's not the same, right? So I don't know um if you have a means to set up yoga uh, to set up music during the practice. We do. Is there, is there music really? It's the people yeah. who are taking classes uh, online with you are listening to those wonderful playlists. Yes. Yeah. So there's ah. a way there's a way in Zoom that you can share the playlist. So we've been doing that. But I actually have um, a guy coming in in about half an hour to set up a boom mic. We're getting like more and more professional the longer we stay in this this lockdown. But yeah, we. <laughs> It is, isn't it? I, I I started like, oh, I'll teach it. I'll teach a class on Facebook, and it was like, oh, I think I have to get a better camera. And yeah. then, okay, there's some lighting, yeah. and, and slowly, slowly, I think we're all realizing that even when the studios open, the there the online thing is here to stay. Um, and there are many benefits to it. There there are you know people being able to access classes where, as as you know, I teach uh, I teach prenatal and postnatal yoga and and they're often happy to not, you know, not drag their, their nine month mid ends over and try to find parking and all this stuff. Totally. Um, I think it's great. I mean, I take the morning classes here, which I would never do normally. They start at seven 30 in the morning. And for me to get here at seven 30, is not going to happen. But you know, I get the kids, my husband and I get the kids ready. He takes them to school and while he's off taking them to school, then I just open my laptop and I do the morning class. So I think it's perfect. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so, so much. Is there anything else you wanted to say on the topic before we sign out? Now, I just want to, um, you know, say thanks for having me on the show. And again, that, you know, the vegan diet, for those of you who are sort of thinking about it and questioning it, I, I think you need to think of it as not like, I'm going to do this for my whole life and change my entire lifestyle, but instead be like, you know, I'm going to try vegan once a week or once a day and try different recipes. And I think that's what happened to me is I became vegetarian because I just didn't really like meat. And then it sort of evolved into eating less and less animal products and sort of became vegan, but it wasn't like, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Cause I think that's such a mm -hmm. huge commitment. So just, you know, take it in little bits and see what happens. Ease into it instead of jumping in and then dropping the ball and then going back to eating steak five times a week or exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And just to finish off with a quote from my friend, Kimberly Wilson, who does a lot of courses on veganism and everything. And she said that actually the flexitarians, people who, you know, eat some vegan or some vegetarian, some meat, different things, they're actually making a bigger difference in the world than the hardcore vegans because the hardcore vegans are only, I don't know, 1% of the population or something. But, um, and she's in the States, so she's talking about the Americans, um, people, but the uh, flexitarians are a much bigger percentage, so they're making a big difference. So it's learning how to cut down and even just the idea, like I sometimes, you know, you see Meatless Monday and I'm like, 
you're like, oh my God, do people really eat meat six times a week? Yeah. But at least that's the one, there are. one time that. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, that you're saving a few bucks too. I yeah. think when people go toward a vegan or vegetarian diet or any, you know, any change, it seems overwhelming, but you realize how, just like my daughter did at the ashram, just how varied, like there are so many other things we can eat that aren't meat and it, it becomes yeah. second nature and you don't do it. Yeah. I always had this thing of like, like chicken, like they're like, I was always worried when I would cook it for my family that I wasn't cooking it enough. Like you mm. don't have to worry, you know, you don't have to worry too much about that if you're serving yeah. lentils. I'm yeah, yeah. clicking on this here. There's a Luna Yoga Facebook vegan group. Thank you, dear Leah. For oh. anyone who wants to exchange or find recipes, you That's don't need to be true. vegan. Thank, Thank you, so Leah. She's so sweet. Yeah, so Leah's She's one of our on teachers. It. Who's um who's on maternity leave right now? She just had a beautiful little boy, and so we yeah for November for Vegan Month, it's World Vegan Month. Um, we created this this community Facebook group where yeah you don't have to be a, a member of Luna necessarily, but it's mostly our community who's just sharing recipes and ideas and websites. Oh, wonderful! So that can be so anybody who's listening can they try to pop yeah. in that group and get some inspiration? Again, like Jennifer's saying, it doesn't need to be a a seven a seven day a week, uh, three hundred and sixty five days a year thing. The just exploring and just realizing how much uh, and I mean vegan baking is a whole other thing. It's a whole wonderful world of cakes made out of chickpeas. Yes. Why? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. I, all my baking is vegan. I'm constantly making vegan muffins every week for the kids for their lunch box and granola bars and everything and it is super easy oh yeah thank you thank you so so much jennifer um so i wanted to invite you guys next week to join me i'm on my own every second week lovely guest every second week and then the the weeks between you're alone with me and my and my thoughts which can be uh, a funny or scary place depending on the week i suppose and uh next week here on friday i'll be talking about impermanence and um really really looking forward to that if you would take some classes like we said that free introductory week at luna you can check out lunayoga.ca and uh and you can join that nice facebook group that uh, leah was mentioning a moment ago and maybe maybe do some experimenting with the vegan diet please leave some questions and comments if you want some other resources i'm sure jennifer would be happy to um i don't know maybe put in a few uh, a few websites you can check out if you're looking for recipes or more information and um, look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Take Bye. care. You too. Think that you know eating meat and potatoes was the best diet for him, you know? And he was very much a person who would judge my diet and oh, what are you, is that vegetarian, you know, and all those things that you, you get. I got that from age like 16 and up. I would get every night, you know, oh, is yogurt vegan or all, I don't know, all this stuff. Um, and I, I never wanted to be like that. I never wanted to be mm -hmm. like, you should eat vegan, you know. Mm -hmm. So I could just... It, it becomes rebellious. I think anybody who's even teetering on the edge of going in that way, if you're, if you're hit with... Um, I, I call, I, you know, I, I've seen enough angry vegans in my life that, you know, will we'll yeah. go off on, you know, and, and that's just to me as violent as anything else. If you're attacking yeah. somebody who is probably doing their best to understand. And on, on that note, I'm wondering, um, 
so ahimsa, I hear often this argument for even you know yoga teachers, yoga teacher friends that I have. Ahimsa means we also need self-care, and that sometimes becomes the argument for some people of why they do eat meat, believing that they need to take care of their bodies by um, nourishing themselves with meat. What do, what do you think? What do you think about that? Um, I'm going to sort of quote Sharon on this because I a lot of people always ask this question. Uh, ahimsa is one of the yamas, which is on how we treat others, and the niyamas mm -hmm. are on on, mm -hmm. on yourself. Yes, yes. So yes. if it's yes. you know if you're thinking of that and you're thinking of ahimsa, it's really how you treat others and other beings. And self care for sure is is part of yoga. It's part of the yoga practice. I almost, I mean. I almost think it's like a, a little, you're trying to find a little way out of it. Um, you, you interpret the yamas, the yamas, all the yoga practices, how, however, but that's how I see it. It's how you treat others. Thank you. And what about other, um, so other reasons that I can come up with, and it's not, I, I've never like even Googled, like why are yogis, but like I, I just, you know, obviously know about yoga. So I'm thinking too of the tamasic nature of meat. And, uh, and and does that come up for you as well of why why somebody who's trying to live a more yogic lifestyle walk that path the the energetic properties of meat mm. I mean the energetic properties of meat you mean like eating another being yeah and 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 yeah <laughs> we can go there for sure yeah, even just, I mean, even just the qualities of meat, which are heavy and very difficult to digest. Like for me, if we're working toward this sattvic lifestyle, you're, you're eating something that, you know, again, I use the word poutine and I don't particularly love poutine, but that's a very heavy, you know, there, there's, yeah. it's not a kale salad. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I, I, we have the poutine night at our house often too. <laughs> I can relate to the poutine, but yeah, eating meat is definitely heavy and it's harder on your, on your body and on your colon, especially too, right? They've really linked that there's a lot of um, health effects to eating meat. Um, but then there's also a lot of, you know, health effects to eating too much sugar and there's health effects to eating too much tofu. And I don't know, there's so much different information out there and each, each of us is so different that I think you have to kind of just think you know, how, how can I live the best and how can I cause the least amount of harm um, and, and look at your own values. And as a vegan or as a meat eater, try not to be so judgmental of one another. That was one of the reasons that I said yes to talking to you about this podcast today is because normally veganism is like my least favorite topic. So it was so funny that you're like, can you talk about vegetarian veganism? <laughs> I was like, oh God, because I know that every time it comes up, um, somebody takes it the wrong way or somebody, you know, people are just so up in arms about it. They just almost want to fight each other. So I think it's good to, to come out and talk about it and hopefully not hurt anybody's feelings, but, you know, bring it out into the open that you do your best. Amazing. Thank you so much. Have you just, um, did you just finish up a, a yoga class? I wanted to, to maybe say when I was looking on the website uh, earlier, you guys are offering like a free week of yoga at Luna. Is that? Yeah, we are. Yeah. So yeah, I just finished teaching at, at one o'clock. Uh, I teach the Friday Jeeva Mukti class every week. Um, but yeah, we're, so we're right now we're in lockdown, as you know, so all the studios kind of closed, but we are live streaming everything. And then we have all our, our classes like video on demand. And then we're still allowed to do in private, um, in studio private classes. So that's why there's private class going on right now where somebody's actually in the studio. 
and we're still allowed to keep our boutique open. So we occasionally get people coming in and out, but um, yeah, we're live streaming. And then we, yeah, we have that free week, like you said, on our website, we just, we started that a couple months ago, just to let people give, get a taste of what it feels like to do yoga online. And it is quite the different thing. It's 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 not it's not the same, right? So I don't know um, if you have a means to set up yoga uh, to set up music during the practice. We do. Is there, is there music really? It's the people yeah. who are taking classes uh, online with you are listening to those wonderful playlists. Yes, yeah. So there's ah. a way there's a way in Zoom that you can share the playlist. So we've been doing that, but I actually have. Um, a guy coming in in about half an hour to set up a boom mic. We're getting like more and more professional the longer we stay in this this lockdown. But yeah, we. <laughs> it is, isn't it? I I, I started being like, oh, I'll teach it. I'll teach a class on Facebook, and it was like, oh, I think I have to get a better camera. And yeah. then okay, there's some lighting, yeah. and, and slowly, slowly, I think we're all realizing that even when the studios open, that there. Are, the online thing is here to stay, um, and there are many benefits to it. There, there are you know people being able to access classes where, as as you know, I teach uh, I teach prenatal and postnatal yoga, and and they're often happy to not you know not drag their their nine month bedens over and try to find parking and all this stuff. Totally, um, I think it's great. I mean, I take the morning classes here, which I would never do normally. They start at seven thirty in the morning, and for me to get here at seven thirty is not going to happen. But you know, I get the kids, my husband and I get the kids ready. He takes them to school. And while he's off taking them to school, then I just open my laptop and I do the morning class. So I think it's perfect. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so, so much. Is there anything else you wanted to say on the topic before we sign out? No, I just want to, um, you know, say thanks for having me on the show. And again, that, you know, the vegan diet, for those of you who are sort of thinking about it and questioning it, I, I think you need to think of it as not like, I'm going to do this for my whole life and change my entire lifestyle but instead be like, you know, I'm going to try vegan once a week or once a day and try different recipes. And I think that's what happened to me is I became vegetarian because I just didn't really like meat. And then it sort of evolved into eating less and less animal products and sort of became vegan. But it wasn't like this is what I'm going to do with my life because I think that's such a mm -hmm. huge commitment. So just, you know, take it in little bits and see what happens ease into it instead of jumping in and then dropping the ball and then going back to eating steak five times a week or exactly <laughs> exactly yeah and just to finish off with a quote from my friend Kimberly Wilson who does a lot of courses on veganism and everything and she said that actually the flexitarians people who you know eat some vegan or some vegetarian some meat different things they're actually making a bigger difference in the world than the hardcore vegans because the hardcore vegans are only, I don't know, 1% of the population or something. But, um, and she's in the States, so she's talking about the Americans, um, people, but the uh, flexitarians are a much bigger percentage, so they're making a big difference. So it's learning how to cut down and even just the yeah. idea, like I sometimes, you know, you see Meatless Monday and I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, do people really eat meat six times a week? Yeah. At, at least that's the one, there are. one time that. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, that you're saving a few bucks too. I yeah. think when people go toward a vegan or vegetarian diet or any, you know, any change, it seems overwhelming. But you realize how, just like my daughter did at the ashram, just how varied. Like there are so many other things we can eat that aren't meat, and it it becomes yeah. second nature. And you don't. Uh, yeah, I always had this thing of like like chicken. Like there, like I was always worried when I would cook it for my family that I wasn't cooking it enough. Like you don't mm. have to worry, you know, you don't have to worry too much about that if you're serving yeah. lentils. Yeah, yeah. 
clicking on this here. There's a Luna Yoga Facebook vegan group. Thank you, dear Leah. For anyone who wants to exchange or find recipes, you That's don't need to be true. vegan. Thank you, Leah. She's so sweet. Yeah, so Leah's She's one of our on teachers who's, um, who's on maternity leave right now. She just had a beautiful little boy. And so we, yeah, for November, for vegan months, this World Vegan Month, um, we created this, this community Facebook group where, yeah, you don't have to be a, a member of Luna necessarily, but it's mostly our community who's just sharing recipes and ideas and websites. Oh, wonderful. So that can be, so anybody who's listening, can they try to pop yes. in that group and get some inspiration? Again, like Jennifer's saying, it doesn't need to be a, a seven a seven day a week, uh, 365 days a year thing. The Just exploring and just realizing how much, uh, and I mean, vegan baking is a whole other thing. It's a whole wonderful world of cakes made out of chickpeas. Yes. Why, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I, all my baking is vegan. I'm constantly making vegan muffins every week for the kids for their lunch box and granola bars and everything and it is super easy oh yeah thank you thank you so so much jennifer um so i wanted to invite you guys next week to join me i'm on my own every second week lovely guest every second week and then the the weeks between you're alone with me and my and my thoughts which can be a funny or scary place, depending on the week, I suppose. And uh, next week here on Friday, I'll be talking about impermanence. And um, really, really looking forward to that. If you would take some classes, like we said, that free introductory week at Luna, you can check out lunayoga.ca. And uh, and you can join that nice Facebook group that uh, Leah was mentioning a moment ago and maybe, maybe do some experimenting with the vegan diet. Please leave some questions and comments. If you want some other resources, I'm sure Jennifer would be happy to, um, I don't know, maybe put in a few, uh, a few websites you can check out if you're looking for recipes or more information. And um, I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Have a wonderful Thanks, rest of your day. Take Bye. care. You too.